Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Disney's live action Little Mermaid is hitting theaters this weekend. Will it become a new part of your world or will you poor unfortunate souls regret that you bought a ticket? I'll tell you right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of the new The Little Mermaid, which is a live-action remake nearly 25 years after the original animated classic hit theaters and kicked off what many consider to be the Disney renaissance of the 80s and 90s. This version of The Little Mermaid is directed by Rob Marshall, whose last three films, Mary Poppins Returns, Into the Woods, and Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, have all been for Disney. And screenplay credit goes to David McGee, who also wrote A Man Called Otto, but shamefully John Musker and Ron Clements, the original screenwriters for The Little Mermaid, are buried in the credits long after David McGee's screenplay credit comes up. And listen, McGee deserves credit for the work that he did on this film, but the original writers do as well. And this is not the first time that Disney has made this mistake. At this point, it's not a mistake on their part, but it is a grievous error to bury these original screenwriters as far down as they did because they deserve to be credited right along McGee for their screenplay work on the original film. Now, if you've watched my reviews over the last few years, you'll know that I'm not consistently a big fan of these Disney remakes. I've liked a couple of them, but I tend to dislike more than I like, and so I wasn't especially looking forward to The Little Mermaid, but I always say I go in with an open mind because you never know, a movie might surprise me. On the sliding scale of Disney remakes, is The Little Mermaid a good film? I would say yes, it is, but on its own, apart from that sliding scale, is it a good movie? I have to say, surprisingly, yeah, I think that it is. Not only does this movie do justice to the original Little Mermaid, but it also stands on its own two feet as its own movie, and while it's not perfect, it certainly brings a lot to the table. And the biggest thing it brings to the table is Halle Bailey, who takes on the role of Ariel. I've been rewatching a lot of these remakes in the last couple weeks for a ranking video that you're going to see this weekend, and I can tell you that it's not very common for them to cast somebody in one of these lead roles that can act as well as sing the part. Halle Bailey is able to excel in both categories. First, as an actor, because it's not just about the songs, especially when you consider that Ariel is mute for about half of this film. But also musically, Bailey is a great singer in addition to her acting chops. Jodie Benson is a tough act to follow, but she is more than up to the task. Halle Bailey is not just imitating Ariel, she is Ariel in this movie. She takes on the role fully, and I believed her for every second that she was on screen. Jonah Howard King plays Prince Eric, who gets a bit of an expanded role, including his own song. I'm going to be honest, the Prince Eric song itself is pretty forgettable, but this guy can also sing. I love the fact that they're consistently casting people in this movie that can actually sing the parts that they're playing, because you can tell when they're auto-tuned or when they're manipulated, there is a difference to the human ear as far as what those voices sound like. This is another great actor with a great singing voice, reminding me a lot of Dan Stevens as the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. I didn't really Really love that movie, but I love Dan Stevens' voice in that movie, and I think that Jonah Howard King has a great voice as Prince Eric here as well. 
I also have to admit that I was a Melissa McCarthy skeptic when I heard that she was cast as Ursula the Sea Witch. I thought that it was stunt casting, and I really kind of rolled my eyes when I heard that she was cast in this role. Well, you know, she proved me wrong, and I'm big enough to admit when I'm wrong. While McCarthy doesn't give a new dimension to Ursula, she does one hell of a rendition of Pat Carroll's performance from the original film. Nothing is lost in this adaptation, which given Disney's track record with these movies is actually pretty impressive. I would count Melissa McCarthy right up there with Luke Evans from the Beauty and the Beast remake as Gaston as two people who had very big shoes to fill when it came to animated villains, but were able to give the live action counterparts enough life and enough vibrance to actually keep pace with the original films. Of course, The Little Mermaid is also notable for its cast of supporting characters, and I think that the cast members in this film hold their own as well. David Diggs has the most to do as Ariel's crab protector, Sebastian, and it was smart to recruit somebody with musical theater talent and experience to fill that role. There you see her sitting there across the way. David Diggs hits the same notes as the original film while also putting his own spin on the character. Jacob Tremblay as Flounder and Aquafina as Scuttle are seasoning added to this stew. There is a new song added for Scuttle and Sebastian that I'm kind of on the fence on and pretty extreme. I don't know whether I loved it or I hated it, but it is definitely memorable. Javier Bardem brings the appropriate gravitas to his role as Ariel's father, King Triton, played more low-key than you might expect in a movie like this. And actress Jessica Alexander has an extremely brief but memorable role as Ursula's on-land avatar. It's really hard to make an impression with this small amount of screen time, but Alexander is able to do it, and that's the beauty of playing a villain on screen. In the lead-up to the film, there has been much to do about the look of the movie, both atmospherically and also character design-wise. Aesthetically, I think the movie is bright and vibrant. It kind of had this undeserved reputation for being washed out and dull. Some of the underwater sequences look less fantastical when you're in these darker coves, but the majority of them are bright and vibrant. Yes, the VFX are a little bit rough here and there. They look a bit more composited, but in general, I bought this underwater world. The character designs are truer to life. Life for the sea creatures, which you're either going to go with or you won't. The truer to life designs didn't bother me as much in this film as the ornate household objects did in Beauty and the Beast, but again, this is probably due to a lot of personal aesthetics. I was able to adjust to the look of the characters after just a few minutes. As for the music, most of the songs that you know from the original Little Mermaid have made the jump to live action, with the most notable exception being Les Poissons, the Sebastian Misadventures in the Kitchen song. Sorry, that one did not make the jump. There are also a few additional songs in the film from original songwriter Alan Menken and new lyricist Lin-Manuel Miranda replacing the late Howard Ashman. To be honest, most of the new songs are either superfluous, forgettable, or both. However, there is one new one that I really liked that is sort of Ariel's internal monologue when she first comes on land, and it allows you to get a little bit more into her head after she loses her voice, which, by the way, I'm kind of doing right now as I'm getting over some kind of a head cold, so apologies for that. The Little Mermaid's biggest downside for me was its length, because it's about 2 hours and 15 minutes long, which may tax the patience of your younger 
moviegoers, although the kids that were in the screening that I was in this afternoon seem to be pretty transfixed by the film. Really, it comes down to the first act, which seems to stretch on forever because you have things like the new Prince Eric power ballad that kind of slow things down. But it didn't really feel like a slog to get through, and that really is what keeps the movie from foundering right up top. And yes, like I said, some of the effects work maybe isn't the best. However, there are also some really good special effects sequence, including the big finale of the film. I really like the style of that. It was genuinely creepy how this end battle was actually visualized on screen, and I thought it did a good job of bringing not only the epic end of the story, but also the scariness that you see in a lot of Disney films. At their best, these Disney remakes have reinvigorated the animated classics, building upon the structure that these original films laid, and sometimes even making something that I think is superior to the original film, so that those have been very isolated cases. At their worst, though, they're either dull recreations or ill-advised new takes on the story that weren't needed because you are remaking, after all, classic movies. The Little Mermaid is much closer to the ones that work, though it doesn't really meaningfully reinvent much about the original movie. What it does do is adapt it cinematically and different enough for me to say that this live-action remake was justified. Normally with these things, I just tell people to go back and rewatch the original movie. Here I would say, you know what, I think you'd be just as well watching either one of them, and it really comes down to the talent and vision of this film, and it has both in great amounts. And a big thing that drives my recommendation of this movie is Halle Bailey, whose aerial is the beating heart of the film. Up where the stay all day in the sun, wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. There are a lot of folks who have been screaming about her casting for almost four years now. And while it is firmly established in the movie how and why you can have mermaids from all around the world and all different races, I don't think this little piece of in-universe mermaid logic is going to calm anybody down because at this point it's a cottage industry. There's so much of the movie YouTube space that is driven by the hatred of companies, the hatred of Disney, the hatred of certain actors and producers, etc. It is a lucrative industry and that train is going to keep on rolling no matter what. We shouldn't really have to live in a world where you need to just justify why Halle Bailey was cast as Ariel. She actually proves why she was the right choice for the role with every second of screen time. And I do believe that her Ariel will be the new Ariel for this generation of kids and the love that this character will get and that Halle Bailey will get for this portrayal will soon drown out the hate that we have been hearing for so long from people that really obviously never really took in the message of the original Little Mermaid film, which is that a person's true value is inside of that person and isn't defined by the differences that you see when you look at them. If you love the original Little Mermaid, are you going to come out saying that this one is better? You're probably not, but I also think that you're very likely to come out saying, hey, you know what, that was a pretty good version of a movie that I already loved, and that's not really something you can say in my mind, or at least in my experience, from a lot of these Disney remakes. It actually does the work. It justifies why it was made. I think and I hope that it's going to be successful at the box office and I don't usually root for these Disney remakes to do well because I think it's just going to encourage them to make more. But I was genuinely surprised at how much I liked the movie and I'm happy to be able to recommend it. Like I say, I never go into a movie wanting to hate it or wanting to dislike it and so this is a pleasant surprise for me early in the summer movie season. 
What did you think? Have you already seen The Little Mermaid? Are you planning to go see it this weekend? If you've already seen it and you need something to watch this weekend, be on the lookout for a new ranked video for me because I will be ranking all of these Disney live-action remakes back from when they started doing them, including The Little Mermaid. So if you want to know where it falls in the hierarchy of Disney remakes, stay tuned right here on the channel, as well as looking out for box office, movie reviews, streaming charts, so much more. Thank you so much for watching this review. Until next time, stay safe. And I'll see you then. Bye.